Blog Talk Radio.
Praise God. Praise God. I absolutely love that song. It's so fitting to all my beautiful brothers and sisters that really truly understand Pioneer Ministries. I want to do just a little bit something a little bit different. It's not going to take very much time, but I have to be obedient to the leading of the Spirit and in my own life, in my beautiful sister's life, all over the place, the enemy is attacking. And God's got my warrior spirit raising up brothers and sisters. So God led me right now. We're going to rebuke the enemy. We're going to come together against the airwaves tonight. No weapon formed against us. I'm declaring in the name of Jesus is going to prosper or come against us. I am binding them. I am taking authority over every lying tongue, over every foul, rebellious spirit. In the name of Jesus, right now, I am just claiming that this broadcast is going to have fire tonight, that chains are going to be broken, that the airways are going to be clear, and we're just going to take authority in the name of Jesus right now. And Father God, you led me in this song and brothers and sisters, everyone that is listening, as this song is playing, I want you to, to raise up that warrior spirit. We know how to battle, and we're going to pray, and we're going to believe. And this song just encourages me. It's got me fired up. And then we're going to get started with the amazing interview and the man of God that's on with us tonight. I'm so excited. And um, right now, just come into agreement with me. And Satan, I'm telling you to kick rocks, and there ain't no devil that's going to tread on us. Hallelujah.
And it is just such an honor to have him with us this evening. So he's going to be on this side of the radio interview with us this evening. Um, But eventually he'll be on your side of of the radio interview. So this is going to be awesome. So we have with us tonight James Anthony Woods. God bless you, Daniel. How are you, sir? Hi, James. It's my brother from Michigan. Yes. Yes, yes, we love Daniel so much. Daniel's been a guest on our prayer line as well, and he's gotten up really early for us. Uh, so he's been up. We're on at you know eight something, and he's up in California at five a.m. So we just appreciate him so much, and we love his ministry and everything that God is doing in his life. Yeah, one, one of these days, James, I'm going to make it to Michigan. Some of you don't know, but Daniel was actually scheduled to be with us in March. He literally was on his way, but that's when everything shut down in Michigan and in California. And so it was about maybe just a week and a half before he was supposed to come. Um, he wasn't able to come, so uh, he's still on our our agenda <laughs> to get him in person. And so uh, the whole region uh, will rejoice. You know, we had so many people coming in at that particular time, but we know it's going to happen in Jesus' name. On oh, Jesus' name, praise God. So we do have one other brother. He's my little brother. Um, I'm so excited. He's going to come on. He uh, is a little bit nervous, I think, but he will pull through. I'm hoping that he's on now, but his name is Austin Braddock. He is so faithful to the prayer line. He's coming up on now because we just really needed to make sure that the lines were covered. Um, But for right now, Austin, are you on with us? He may not be here yet, but he will be. So I'm going to uh, turn it over to Lisey, let her come forth and just, um, ask a question, um, and we'll just start with her, and then James, you can ask a question, and then I'll ask a question. Um, hey guys, first of all, I just want to say it's an honor to be on with all of you. I just, um, it's just a real blessing and an honor to be on with all of you. I think um, a lot of each of you, I followed your ministries, and I. I'm really blessed to be able to be here. Uh, as Jennifer said, I thought I was going to have an emergency. Wasn't sure if I was going to make it. So right now I'm literally in the back seat of my car on I-185 <laughs> going home. So <laughs> praise be to God. That song that Montel played was actually perfect. So it's like everything is just lining up. We just praise God for his glory. Um, but the right. question I have for, um, yeah, the question I have for Daniel, um, when you're on the prayer line, um, you just, you were just, you just, teach so eloquently like the way you teach and the way you speak you just make it easy for you make it easy for us to listen to you and easy for us to understand and that is such a blessing and an honor um just to have that opportunity to listen to you that night on the prayer line whenever you prayed um but how did you get there like how did your how did your ministry get started how did you get um like for us we're still kind of rough around the edges but a lot of your edges have been smoothed off so i always (laughs) just wonder um people that have matured how did you get there? How was your journey? Boy, is that a loaded question. Um, <laughs> wow. um, that, well, there's there's a lot of things that, that transpire um, through a surrendered life. 
And, yeah. you know, I, I tell everybody, one of the things that was, that I tell everybody who listens to me, especially speak publicly, that if, if I can do that, anybody can. Because mm. I was an extremely shy individual growing up. I hated public speaking. It was the worst thing in the world to me. I, I told pretty much anybody who's listened to me in the past, well, well here, I'm probably heard this several times, but I literally failed speech in grammar school and in high school because I could not talk in front of an audience. I couldn't do it. And so when the Lord told me what he was going to have me do, I went, you got to be kidding me. And, and I, I literally just told the Lord, I said, I think you got the short end of the stick. You picked, you picked the wrong person for public speaking. <laughs> I can't even sit in front of a, a crowd of 20 people. How on earth am I ever going to be a public speaker? And he said, it's not your ability, it's mine. He said, I will be made perfect in your weaknesses. And, you know, um, one, one of the things I've learned, and I had to learn this early on, was that when it comes to what God is doing in my life, the, the very first thing is to relax. If, if you're allowing yourself too much anxiety because you're trying to do it yourself, then you've already stepped out from under God's grace. So when, when we're underneath the umbrella of God's grace and his peace, he's able to move through us with such an incredible way um, that it, it will just boggle your mind. So as a, the peace of God would come upon me, I got very used to the peace of God because my best friend growing up was the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is your best teacher that you'll ever have. You, you can have teachers in the natural realm. You can have ministers that minister to you, and you can glean a lot of stuff from, from really you know mature people. But if you're not consistently in, involved in re, direct relationship with the Holy Spirit, um, you're going to have a very hard time because you'll always want to fall back on your own abilities. So I have learned how to implicitly trust the Holy Spirit, even in the midst of situations that were extremely unfavorable. So like standing in front of a crowd of 100 people, to me, that was a very unfavorable circumstance. <laughs> so when he would have me do that, I would just say, you know what, Lord, I have no ability to do this. I cannot do this in my own strength. It's not here. So I need your grace and I need your peace to come and to begin to move through my life so that you can begin to flow through me with impunity. And so the more I learned to do that, the more I realized that even in a place of my own personal weaknesses, God's strength would manifest. You know, I, I remember what, you know, everybody always talks about Paul's sword in the flesh. Well, I had a thorn in my flesh, too, and it was public speaking. And so when, when I would literally stand up in front of a crowd back in the day when I was in speech class, I would freeze. I could, I, nothing would come out. I had horrible stage fright. So bad that it literally, even one-on-one -on -one discussions were rough, but stage fright so bad in front of a crowd that I literally just couldn't talk. Nothing would, I'd open my mouth and nothing would come out. So when the Holy Spirit started working with me on that and started really molding and fashioning me more and more into his image, I realized that it was no longer about my own abilities or who I was personally.
but as his as as Christ is formed in each one of our lives, um, there is a huge measure of God's grace, His peace, His ability, His strength, all that come in and begin to manifest through you and in you in ways you would never imagine possible. So when you talk about um, how did you get there, deep relationship with the Holy Spirit and a life of absolute surrender. Because if you're holding back anything from the Holy Spirit, the enemy will use it somehow in some way to try to dissuade your life. This is one of the reasons why, and I, I actually was teaching on this just a couple of days ago on a live stream by Romans 8.14, which is a very popular verse. Most people know it. But it says, those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and the daughters of God. Well, that verse is something that God is doing right now in the body of Christ in such an incredible fashion because there's a huge difference between being directed and being led. When you're directed by somebody to do something, they're giving you a task that you can fulfill however you are able to fulfill it. So, like, if I, if I told you, hey, go stand over there, and I pointed at a distant place, you would have to choose how to get from where you are to where I was pointing. That's being directed. But to be led by the Spirit of God is, com- is complete dependence upon him to get you from where you are to where he's causing you to go. So it's a very different mindset being directed or being led. I was always under the impression back in the day that God was directing me. Now, I always use that. One of my favorite verses was a proverb that says, a man deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. That was one of my favorite verses back in the day because I love being directed by the Holy Spirit. But the more I learned to surrender my life to Jesus, the more I understood what it meant to be led. So this is a real season of serious uh, intimacy and depth of understanding that's coming from the presence of the Holy Spirit. For all of those of us who are really seeking his face, really moving forward in the season to see something we've never seen before in the midst of the earth. I don't know if that answers the question in a roundabout way or not, but yeah, it, it answers it. It helps a lot. Yeah, <laughs> mm. So I believe James is going to ask um, the next question for you. Okay. Amen. I wanted to give honor to God and to Jennifer and Lisi and Austin and all the amazing people who are on his prayer line and, of course, to you, Daniel, again. Um, the question that I have for you is, as a man or woman of God, how do you maintain um, strength to serve God even when you are under attack from people who you have helped? How do you navigate those things to stay motivated to continue in the things of God when you have been attacked by friendly fire? (laughs) Or maybe it's not so friendly anymore, but by people that you have even helped or people that are 
coming against you or slandering you? Well, one of the things that I've learned over the years is to develop a very thick skin when it comes to dealing with assaults. But the other, the second thing is, is that you recognize the enemy's tactics and that you're not wrestling with flesh and blood. That, that right there has safeguarded me from a lot. But the main thing that I use when dealing with that, and, and as, just, as James well knows, I've, I've endured a lot of criticism and attacks from, I'll call it friendly fire, just like he described it, from people who were at one time partnering with me and all of a sudden just turned on me for some reason, whether the enemy got in there and told them a bunch of lies or whatever the, whatever the situation was, doesn't really matter. But to recognize where those attacks really originated. See, the accuser of the brethren will always use those close to you to try to take you out. Because obviously if he's using people that you have no respect for and you don't have any relationship with, it's not going to be very effective. He, he's going to use the ones that are closest to you sometimes yes. to try to undo everything that God's doing in your life. And so my big tactic for that, and this is what the Holy Spirit dropped in me a long time ago, and this, and this also goes back to the last question, because um, getting to where y- you need to go, um, I had to at a very – this is a long time ago now, but at a very early age, I had to make a choice about whose opinions mattered the most. And you may say, well, what does that have to do with it? Well, it has a lot to do with it because if you're worried about somebody else's opinion of who you are or what you're doing or whether you're accepted or not, if that, if that holds a lot of influence in your life, then what they are doing or what they're saying or what the enemy is using them to do is going to have a great impact on you. But if God's opinion trumps all of them and his opinion of you is the most important in your life, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what anybody else does because his opinion of your life stays the same. It cannot change. And this is one of the things that I think a lot of people don't get because mature believers who stay connected to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will always remind you of who you are to him and who you are in him. Those two things will keep you. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you that what, some of these people that are close to you doing what they're doing isn't going to sting. It's not going to hurt because oftentimes it does. But what it won't do is it won't destabilize who you are or what you're doing in the Lord. Because his, God's opinion always safeguards that place. So the Holy Spirit, you know, I, and how I learned this was out of Judges chapter 3. Everybody has probably heard the story of Gideon a billion times. But Gideon had an opinion about himself, about himself, about his family, and about his tribe. And when God appeared to him under the oak, all of the stuff that began to come out of Gideon's mouth was all of his self-doubt, 
his doubt about his about his genealogy, his doubt about his family, his doubt about his his everything in his life. All God got was a lot of oh ifs and whys. How many of us, when when you get attacked by somebody, everything that comes out of us is oh if and why? But you notice God's response to Gideon was totally opposite that. He didn't even address Gideon's unbelief, insecurity, or his personal problems. What did he do? He pointed Gideon towards what his view of Gideon was. Go in this your might, you mighty man of courage. Let me tell you what, that did not really represent Gideon's current condition or state (laughs) that he was in sitting in that wine press. That was not his current state. So why is God telling him that? Why is God totally, it almost sounds like two separate conversations. Because what God's addressing to Gideon isn't the way that he currently is, but the way that God sees him in that current situation. Totally opposite what Gideon's views were. So what God had to do with me is he had to take his opinion of me wipe away my opinions of me and superimpose his opinion of me upon myself. Let me tell you, that takes some interesting feat because you have to be willing to let go of everything that you believe about your own life to embrace what God sees and knows is the real you. That's not an easy place to go. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you do go there, when you really hear and see that understand the heart of God over your own personal life and the way he sees you, everything in you will shift to that paradigm. It'll all, your whole focus will transform into what it is that God is saying about your life. And if you notice, you look a little further down that story with Gideon, Gideon got it. Not too long after God's declarations, Gideon brings him an offering, and then he has an encounter with God. And that encounter with God changes and transforms Gideon's whole opinion about himself, whole dynamic of who he is, into somebody else. And you see him lead a nation and defeat an entire army with only 300 guys. Does that answer your question, James? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that definitely did. <laughs> We're over here taking so much, <laughs> Yeah, shed some light on my situation. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. This is a hard one to learn. <laughs> This is a really hard one to learn because, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, when, when man's opinion means more than God's opinion, we are not in a place – we're not as mature as we think. We're right. not in the place yeah. of maturity where we think we are because, because God's opinion of your life – I love what Kim Clement said, and, it, and you know what? He got into one of his prophetic rants. Anybody who's ever heard Kim Clement will know exactly what I'm talking about and what I'm about to say, but he got on one of his rants one night on his keyboard, 
and he started singing this little song. You were somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you do right now. What does that say? Mm. That says, hey, don't look at your situation the way it is currently. Look through God's eyes and see the way that he sees you down the road. Mm. Perspective Mm. and perception shift. There has to be some of that that happens in every single one of our lives. If we really are to arrive at what we want to call maturity in Christ, that has to change. Amen. Mm. So, um, Brother Austin, do you have a question that you would like to ask um, Daniel? Mm. I I did, and he answered it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) um, You've been with Pioneer Ministries for ever since it started, basically. Uh, What makes Pioneer Ministries unique in your eyes? The current, what's currently going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess he's asking because you came here for the gathering and that you were part of like that very, very rough, rough beginning. (laughs) Um, I think that's kind of what he's referring to. In, in every ministry, there, there's foundational principles that, it, that they rest on. And so one of the things that's been happening in this season is what, what you know everybody called the things the Great Awakening happened in the past. And while I think there was a season of a Great Awakening, it, it's nowhere near to what's coming. And so, yeah. because, because right now, um, the body of Christ is in a mass, probably the most massive transition it's been in since Martin Luther King. I mean, so we are in a major transition right now in the body of Christ because of what's going on with the churches, because of what's going on with COVID-19, because of what's going on with the global economies and everything else. Everything is in, in a state of absolute fluidity fluidity right now there's it almost feels like there's no place that's solid to stand on so in every ministry whatever the foundation of that ministry is is going to have the desired impact that manifests through it so and i've known jennifer for a little while now probably almost two years or maybe even longer i don't know i've lost track um, those who have the heart of the Father to see God's children begin to manifest what we all talk about in Romans chapter 8, that the earth is groaning and travailing for the manifestation of the sons and the daughters. Ministry mm-hmm. going toward that end are going to begin to experience an anointing, power, Resurrection life, an enormous presence of God, um, atmosphere, transformation. Why? Because God's heart and the essence of who he is, we know in First John it says that God is love. Well, the essence of love isn't just an action. The essence of love can be an action or it can be a substance. So when, when you are 
and if you study that out in First John, it's very interesting because love is one of the only things in the Bible that actually can can be two things at the same time. So, and I'm talking about the agape of God right now. So it, it can be a it can be an action, but it's also a noun. It's a substance. So when when that is the foundation of the ministry that you're that you're operating in. And that you're and that you're going forward with what that does is it opens up the entire realm of everything that God has. All of our mm-hmm. inheritance comes forth from the place of God's love, because that is mm-hmm. the essence of who He is. So everything in that ministry will begin to receive the inheritance through that dynamic. Of, of everything that needs to happen in order for that ministry to be, to begin to expand, because the mm. life of God is what causes expansion of the kingdom. If, if all we're doing is religious dogma and religious doctrine and religious this and that, there, there's no life in any of that. That's why he says that the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So if, if we're being led, guided, and directed by the Holy Spirit, then the, then the life of God will begin to quicken everything that we do, everything we touch, and everything that we are. That's mm. why the, the, the Spirit of God, he, uh, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, if he abides in you, then he's going to do mm-hmm. what? He's going to quicken you. Everything in you is going to begin to emerge with the life of God on it because of the Spirit. So every ministry... This foundational principle is to forward the kingdom of God, not their own, and it's mm-hmm. foundationalized upon God's heart, which is his love for his people, then those ministries are going to begin to experience incredible and major um, transformational abilities within the essence of their inheritance. Mm. Because the inheritance manifests out of God's love. Everything that we that Jesus gave us manifests out of and from the love of God. Mm-hmm. So I see that in a nutshell is going to begin to happen with a, pretty much ministries that are arising right now. Mm-hmm. That is the, the the essence of the foundation of what's going on. So all of the and anybody who read my post this morning will know this. Um, my post this morning was on forms. And because the Lord gave me a word this morning out of Second Timothy chapter three and verse five, which basically says that um, all of those, and He's describing a group of people, in essence, or organizations, all of those that that um, do those things, and it talks about a whole list before that. But it says, though they have a form of godliness, they deny the power of their So all the forms are being removed. Mm-hmm. And the substance of what was in those forms, if anything, is beginning to come forth. So what mm-hmm. God is raising up right now is going to be those things that came out of the forms. If, mm-hmm. if there was anything that was life, if there was something that was breath, if there was something that the Holy Spirit was doing, that was poured into those forms, when the forms are taken away, everything that's exposed from that place is going to have God's breath and his life on it. 
Mm-hmm. So when persecution arises, when, when everything seems to be taken away, guess what happens? The power of God, the anointing of God, and everything that God has been doing on the inside of those, those things, whether it's a structure, whether it's a building, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a, a group of people, whatever it is, when all that stuff stripped away, what's revealed? The essence of what was hidden inside the form. Mm-hmm. So as the forms are coming off, and that's what's been happening, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a lot of churches and structures that may never reopen their doors. And whether you say it was because of COVID or because of the government or because of some other circumstance or whatever the situation was, all of those things that had no life on them are going to begin to just fall away. You know, it's funny It's funny that you mentioned that because even before COVID, um, I had done some research just because, you know, you know I, I think I've shared with you this before. Like a lot of times um, when I see things, especially like churches, God shows them to me as tents. Um, and it, it was just very interesting. Uh, recently, even in our local area, there was like the, a really big church that was built. And um, recently met with a pastor of that church. And uh, what you just said, I, I couldn't believe it, but I, it just came out of my mouth. I, I didn't even, like, think twice. But I remember the Lord saying, just open your mouth because I'm going to speak. And I said the exact same thing. You know, we can walk in a form of godliness, but we can deny the power. And if you're going to walk that way, you know, God is, in, you know, he's in the heavens, and he's like, really, I heard him laughing because I asked him, I said, you know, what is it that you want for the church? You know, what do you want for the church? And not even the church, but all churches, um, because previous to COVID, 15,000 churches a day were closing their doors, 15,000 churches a day. Mm-hmm. So we can we can say, oh, it was this or, oh, it was that. But really, you know, when God laughed, because I couldn't believe what was coming out of my mouth, but when I heard him laugh, and this, it, he wasn't laughing like, he was just kind of like, you know. And I was like, okay, God, what? And he said, you know, the church and the pastor need to get off the, the what's been turned into a stage because I want my platform back. Well, here's what's interesting about that verse. You know, a lot of people don't understand um, what denying the power thereof is. Yeah. Because a lot of people think that means, well, you deny the power of the cross and the ability of Christ. Well, that's part of it, but that's not all of it. To deny the power thereof means that you're not just saying it doesn't exist. You're restricting it access to your personal life. Yeah. You're restricting God's access to move through you with his ability, his strength, and his power. Mm-hmm. So it's not just saying, and, and it even goes to, to the fact of saying, well, I'm not going to allow the Holy Spirit to use me in any way, shape, or form. Right. So this is a deadly thing, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of the religious systems do not and will not allow themselves to come under the jurisdiction of the Holy Spirit because it's mm. relinquishing of your independence and your and your control 
to the Spirit of God. But like I said, there's a difference between being directed and being led. Those that are directed retain a certain measure of their independence. So if, if, if I'm being directed, if God tells me, okay, I want you to go buy a plane ticket and fly to, fly to Italy, well, okay, I can go do that. But you know what? From that direction, I can independently choose how to do that. I can go make the arrangements. I can go do all that stuff, and then I can fly to Italy. And so, while some people are okay with that kind of lifestyle, for me, mm. at this point in this juncture in my life, I want him to take me by the hand and go before me mm-hmm. and prepare the way. So th- mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole lot different than what the norm is. Because in the you know in the norm it's like well I, I can have a certain a measure of autonomy from the presence of God I can I can he can direct me but I want to be able to go about my own way and do my own thing too well when you relinquish that and you say you know what Lord I I want to be led not just directed so that mm-hmm. where you, when you take me by the hand. And here's why this is so powerful. People don't realize how powerful this is. You want to know how to circumvent all of the enemy's traps in your life? Learn to be led. Mm. He was showing me this. This is a powerful analogy that he showed me. He said, you need to learn to have me lead you the way you're supposed to lead your wife. Mm. I went, what? And he said, when you, if you were doing it from the biblical model, you would grab your wife by the hand and you would go ahead of her. And if there were any traps or snares laid out for her feet, you'd see them and disarm them before she got there. Mm. And I, OMG, that's really interesting. And he showed me a very vivid picture of what it looks like for the Holy Spirit to lead us. Forth because he, he showed me him, him taking me by the hand and he would step, take a step, and then take another step, and then I would step where he stepped initially, as though I was walking through a minefield. So mm, that wow. step that he took, I would follow exactly in his footsteps so that I wouldn't step on any of the enemy's traps or snares. And in the process of that, I would be able to get from where I was to where he was telling me to go unscathed. The problem is is because we retain so much of our own independence Mm -hmm. that when God directs us, we just kind of take a random, random path from where we're at to where he's telling us to go. And in the process of that, there's a lot of unseen territory. It's, it's almost like you're standing on one mountaintop. There's a valley below you that's covered with fog. And then he's telling you to go to the other mountaintop that you can see off in the distance. But if you're just taking upon your own volition to walk down into that valley filled with fog, you may get to the other, the other mountaintop. But you may set off a hundred traps between where you're at and where you're going before you hit that other peak. So the whole tier wants to go before you, level the mountains, make the crooked places straight, and do what? 
disarm every trap, every snare, and everything that the enemy's placed in your path in the process. You know what I hear in this spirit when everything that you just said that's so funny. Um, I really was having like this open vision because you know, Daniel, very well that I live in Roanoke Valley. <laughs> and the fog that covers this area is the religious spirit. You've been here, you felt it. Um, we all it, we all know. I mean, I've even talked to James and Lisi and Austin, you know, all of them about how you know, I know that God brought me here and he planted me here and and I'm I'm to do what he tells me to do, just like all of us, you know, all of us listen we listen for the leading of the Father. Um, but it's interesting because as you were uh speaking, I kept hearing in my spirit, take me home country road to the place I belong, West Virginia. Now what's interesting is he did go before me and level everything out because we timbered a piece of property in the mountains in West Virginia. And it's very interesting because I always, I honor you so much and I respect you so much that I don't just listen to what you're saying, but I listen through what you're saying to what the Holy Spirit is saying through you. That is a bigger picture. And I love that prompting by the Holy Spirit. I love that leading by the Holy Spirit. I love that even in a radio interview or a mundane conversation, I share this with people often, that we can hear the Spirit of the Lord speaking. He will speak to us in ways when we have eyes to see and ears to hear that will blow things out of the water. You talk about you know, when the Israelites came through and how the water was parted, this is like something that God is wanting to do to blow things out of the water for people. Like he's really, really asking us to come to a place where we stay on our face, where we're in his word, where we are developing our most intimate relationship with him, where we are leaning into his bosom and we are listening for his heartbeat. Because that is what it's all about, is listening for what he wants us to do. Because he tells us through his word that there is so much more in store. And I love um, how James explained it one night. He said, it's not even just that God wants to do abundance. He doesn't want to just bring you into abundance. He says abundantly more. And when we really listen... (laughs) We really can tune in, and even in this radio interview, God is giving instructions. He's giving instructions through his son, through an open vessel named Daniel Pontius. And I love that. I love that relationship. I love hearing his voice. Um, I, I can never, I think sometimes people think that it's maybe a form of flattery when people compliment or they tell them, but when you have ears, to hear what the Lord is saying, you can talk to a friend on the phone and hear what you just said, the instructions. And then the Lord will line it up with his word. And then the word is matured because it's spirit and truth. And when we're to worship God, we worship in spirit and truth. And I just love how you describe um, the relationship, 
having that relationship where he is taking you by the hand. And if he says, take two steps this way, you take two steps this way. If he says, take one step this way, you take one step this way. If he tells you to go up and and go around the corner because your turnaround is right around the corner, you go up in your car and you drive right around the corner and you see what's there. You know, I I, I just, it never ceases to amaze me hearing how the Holy Spirit speaks through you, um, whether it was when you were here uh, for the gathering or even just on the phone. We've had, I've had conversations with you with things that have happened with my family, and um, it's been an amazing uh, journey with Jesus and either talking to you or sharing with you and how you're so open to to receive people um, that truly have the heart of the Father because you have the heart of the Father. It's like a heart-to-heart connection. And um, I do have a question for you, though. Um, okay. So with all of the things that you do and really listening um, to the Lord's leading, how do you balance, you know, the all of the demands that are on your life with, like, your family and ministry and being called to go in one direction, how do you really seek God and determine where to go next? I I have told the Lord a long time ago, um, and, and this is just me. Everybody has a different way that they do it. I mean, I, my my buddy Darren Canny, he has he has a dream, and the Lord speaks to him in a dream, and he just goes out and buys plane tickets. I mean, it's just really crazy. But that works for him. That's the way he does it. Um, for me, when the Lord opens a door, I'll tell him, Lord, if this is if this doorway is you, then keep the door open. And if it's not, you better close it because I'm going to walk through it if you don't. Mm. Numerous, numerous occasions. And you know what? I will tell you right now, I've had a lot of doorways close because I said something like that. And you know why? Mm-hmm. Because they were not from him. And see, right. the, Lord, the Lord can open doors that no man can shut, and he can mm-hmm. close doors that no man can open. And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, there's, if, you're, if you trust the Lord to this kind of a degree, you will see him open doors that you've tried to kick down in the past, and they wouldn't open. And you'll see him close doors that the enemy opened up, and you couldn't close them. Mm. So I've seen this over and over and over again. As far as trying to balance everything out with family and all of that other stuff, that is a consistent learning curve. Because, um, and and there's always a lot of grace. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't feel the grace of God on something, it's probably not God. Right. Yeah. Flat, simple. If there's no grace on it, Dad's not breathing on it. Don't go there. That's that's right up front, really easy. Because and, and I'm and I'm going to tell you right now. There's several, and I don't know how many people are on the, on the phone right now. I have no idea. I can't see that. But um, there's several of you on here who have been listening to this conversation and have said to yourself, "Well, I don't hear the Holy Spirit that way," and that's okay if you don't. But I feel like the Lord is also saying that several of you are going to get baptized by the Holy Spirit in a new way off of this yeah. broadcast. 
you're going to hear the Lord differently than you ever have in the past. And it's, it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with me. This is what he's going to do for you. Because mm-hmm. you, you've, had, you've had that thing where you're going, well, I've been seeking the Lord for a long time, but I've never had an encounter with God. I've never had this happen to me. I've never had that happen to me. How do I get there? Well, first off, the Holy Spirit's got to touch your life. That's real simple. I remember when, um, when Paul got sent down to all those, those Gentiles who accepted the Lord, and he said to them, hey, have you guys received the Holy Spirit? And they said, well, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So there's, there's a, I mean, there's, so what happened to them? Well, they all got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Then guess what they were doing? Hearing the Holy Spirit. So some people on here probably never been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And that's yeah. why you don't hear the Holy Spirit. So, but I believe in tonight, this afternoon or this evening or whatever it is, when you're neck of the woods, God's going to not only baptize you with his spirit, but you're going to begin to hear from the Holy Spirit in ways you've never had before. Um, God dropped on me while I was in my bedroom all by myself. I didn't have anybody lay hands on me. I didn't have anybody prophesy over me and, and any big minister come up and put his hands on me and this, that, and the other thing happened. No, all I did was say, no, Lord, I, I need this in my life, therefore I want it. And wouldn't you know, it happened while I was standing in a shower. I was taking a shower, and, and the power came down, and pow. And that's what happened. And they say, well, why did he do it that way? I have no idea. Mm. But I always tell people this, too, in the very early mornings, my AM sessions with God, I'm in a bathtub. I go and I lay in a hot bath and the Lord speaks to me and I write my posts every morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe too much information for some of you and that's okay. <laughs> but that's just how he speaks hey. to me. So, uh, hey, we're family here, And I always thought that was so weird. I'm like, Lord, why in the bathroom? All places. And he said, because all of your walls are down. Yeah. Okay. And I won't. That's an Bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, Jane. <laughs> Amen. That's funny. So, the beyond, yeah. Okay. I believe Austin wants to ask you to do something because there is there are going to be people that listen to this broadcast now, and there's going to be people that eventually um, will listen to it because it's on demand. So if they don't touch it the first time around, they can go back and they can listen to the interview on demand. Um, and I believe Lisa may have a question, and then we'll break for a song, okay? Uh, you want me to go first or Austin? Either. Okay. Um, well, I was listening to you, and um, you were saying about um, how God leads you and that, you know, he goes before us and he makes the crooked places straight and dismantles all the traps and snares. That resonated with me because that's one of my prayers. I'm, I'm constantly praying that over myself, but I've just realized listening to you that I've not waited for him to show me the way. I've not sat, I'm constantly praying that prayer over myself, but literally I have not sat back and said, okay, now where are the steps or show me which door. So a lot of what you are saying right now is resonating with me. And I'm receiving what you just said that after this broadcast, 
that um, a lot of us, including myself, and I'm sure other people that are listening, will begin to um, seek God in a deeper way. And um, my next prayer will be to him. I want to be led and not directed. Um, Because even for myself, I have a lot of independence. Um, It's just something that's in me that I know I need to, to work out of. So that being said, do you have any suggestions for us or do you have um, something to help teach us how to quiet our minds long enough to, after we pray, just to begin listening to him so he can show us the way? Well, there's there's several verses that the Lord dropped in my sphere when he started showing me all of this. And yeah. one of them was one that's very, very popular, at least at least part of the verse is popular. The other part's not so popular. And it's, it, it, remember, everybody always quotes this verse that says, resist the devil and he will flee. Well, they always quote that part, but they don't quote the verse before it, which is submit yourselves unto God. Well, what does that submission look like? And in essence, it's not just submitting part of your life to God. It's submission to God is in every single area, in every place, and in every aspect of your life. And, and you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, that is not an overnight process. That's not right. something you just do in a five-minute prayer. It's not something that – it is the manifestation, and, and I'll, I'll give you another verse that goes along with it. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. See, everybody quotes <laughs> that one, too but they don't quote the rest of it. For it is God at work in you, both to will and to work of his good pleasure. See, we, mm-hmm. everybody's going along trying to work out their salvation, but they don't. They leave out the most important factor, that it isn't them doing the work. Who's yeah, doing God. It? It's the Holy Ghost. He is working out your salvation inside of your life so that you can come into alignment with him in every area and aspect of your life. Not just parts mm-hmm. and pieces of it, not just your Sunday morning devotional or whatever it is, your church experience, of course, all that's kind of erased right now, or even your Wednesday night Bible study. All those things are good, but they're only about 1% of every area of the rest of your life. So when you begin to submit every area of who you are to Jesus, guess what happens? Those areas where you've submitted to Jesus Christ, you can now resist the devil in those areas, and he leaves. Why? Why does he leave? Because the presence of God just came into that area. See, where the presence of the Holy Spirit is, the demonic cannot be. He boots all of them out the door, everything. He goes into that room that you, you had control and, and dominion over that you just gave to him. He, he goes, you threw the door open. He went in there. He took everything out of the room that was in opposition to him, cleaned out the closets in there, got rid of everything under the bed, went through all the dresser drawers, got rid of everything that was in opposition in that room, in that place in your life. And then guess what? So there's no more place for any of that stuff that the enemy put in there to be. There's no more room because he just took over everything. 
So when you're yeah. submitted to God, you can resist the devil very easily because where where the Holy Spirit is and where Jesus is, the, the demonic can't be. His presence drives them out. You ever you ever been in a church service and you in the power and the glory of God came into that church service and then all of a sudden you see people bolting out the back door? I've seen this. Yeah. I watched this yeah. in several services where the power and the anointing of Christ came into the came into the room. Literally, the power of the Holy Spirit moved in, and all these people went flying out the back door. And I'm like, why are these people all leaving? And the Holy Spirit said, because what's in them can't handle me. Yeah. Can't handle me. And I was like, so either the demonic will leave the people, or the people will leave with the demonic. That's such a comfort. I know it sounds may sound odd, but it's a comfort hearing that because, you know, there's yeah. many times even on the prayer line that, you know, we, we're trying to tell people, you know, we don't want to ever hurt anybody. We do everything that we do as if we're doing it unto the Lord. We really just want to exude um, the love of Christ out to the people that come on the line. And it's been hard many times, you know, when, when, uh, you are trying to speak, you know, healing words or words of love and just fill them back up um, in the places where we can, you know, as seers, you can see places. And even if you're just talking over the phone, you can still see places. And you just want to yeah. fill these gaps with love. That's, that's all you're trying to do. It's like, um, and it's tough but it's a comfort with what you just said because we, we have gone through some stuff and some battles, even in just praying um, that, well, you know, people you gotta have realize, left. You've got to realize that, that you'll recognize this verse. Everybody's heard this verse, probably quoted it a thousand times. Perfect love does what? Cast out, Cast out fear. fear. How does it do yeah. that? Do you think perfect love just speaks to the fear and says, get out. No, there's, there's no conversation there. Why, why yeah. does love spell fear? Because fear cannot be in the same proximity where the substance yeah. of dad is. Yeah. He, is. he is absolutely going to destroy fear with his presence. Yeah. So it's not to say that it just casts it out. It destroys it. His his presence of his agape love destroys fear. Doesn't just remove it. It destroys it, just like his presence destroys sin, destroys death, destroys disease, destroys infirmity, destroys the demonic. Why? Because they cannot stand in his presence. Yeah. So that so, just explains a lot to us, you know. I mean, it, it's like you're open, you're you're explaining it on such um, it's like childlike faith. So you're explaining it to us on a level that it's not childish, but it's just childlike, and it just breaks it down so that we have a deeper understanding um, of what has happened. Because there's, you know, there's been attacks and there's been things that have happened. Um, our integrity question, but then the way that you just explained it really opened up, at least for me, and I don't know for you, Lisey, or Austin, or James, but it's really opened up and um, broadened the perspective of 
why those things happen. I appreciate you. Amen. Yeah, to understand the love of God is to understand God. And and this is one of the things that most people don't understand. And this is why a lot of people who are actually operating in what I call the Old Testament prophet style have no understanding of who dad is. I can say that with, with certainty because the two sons, and you guys remember them, the two sons of thunder, they thought they had a understanding of how they were supposed to operate in the New Testament. And if you remember the story, it says they went into a village and they were trying to make preparations for Jesus to come, and the people wouldn't receive them, wouldn't receive Jesus and wouldn't receive them. And so they went back to Jesus and said, hey, these guys aren't going to receive us. They're not going to receive you either. Should we call down fire on them? And you remember Jesus' reaction? Very enlightening what he said to them. Very super enlightening what he said to them because he said, you guys don't know what spirit you're of. That says volumes because you know what? Old Testament, that was the way you did things. So what changed? Because the perfect love of God came into the the paradigm. Everything shifted. Why? Because the love of God What did Jesus say right after that? He said, you don't understand what spirit you're of. For the Son of Man came to save men's lives, not destroy them. Yeah. So he paints a new picture, a new understanding of what God's love, acceptance, forgiveness, dynamic looks like. But so many people are still trying to fulfill an Old Testament prophetic style. And this is why they don't understand the heart of God. The Father. Because if you understood the heart of the Father, he who loves not knows not God. For God is love. First John. So if you don't know the love of God, if you don't operate in the love of God, you don't know Father. That's what he says in First John. He said, you don't know him. Why? Because he is the substance of what that is. So that's why the gospel is good news. It's not bad news. It's not doom, gloom, and you're going to burn in hell for all eternity. It's, it's not designed to go in that direction. What are we designed to do? Yes, there is repentance. Yes, there is conviction of sin. But there's also conviction of righteousness. See, I think a lot of us, we're still under that, that Old Testament thinking that that we think that Condemnation is the way to get people saved. That's not the. That's not what it says. What, mm. what does the to do? It says that he came to convict the world of sin and the church of righteousness. Let me tell you what he is not convicting the church of sin. And there's a lot of people who are preaching that, and it's total fiction. It's not even biblical. What is he teaching the church? What is he convicting the church of? Righteousness. Learn how to be what God has brought you into. Learn how Mm. to be like your father in heaven. 
See, too many people in the body of Christ are so sin conscious, and because they have a consciousness of sin, they do not understand what the consciousness of righteousness looks like. That you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's a different mindset. Holy Ghost is hitting the reset button for a lot of us in the season. Because we have to understand that we're supposed to be conscious of righteousness, not of sin. If you're, if you're still conscious of sin, then guess what? You're going to be constantly trying to stop sinning. And guess what? That's your own strength. It is never going to happen. You will continue to trip over your own feet every time you turn around. But if you, you allow the Holy Spirit to convict you of righteousness... Guess what that means? That means he's going to point out everything that Jesus has done for you and that he's imputed to you so that you can begin to walk the way Jesus walked. Not in your own strength, but in that which he's already given you. So this is a major season of reset. For so many of us who have literally had wrong mindsets in the past, and God is resetting us with a new understanding of his love, his acceptance, his power, his presence, and what he's doing on the inside of every single one of our lives. I love that. I heard the Lord say one day, control, alt, delete. (laughs) I was like, what? Control, alt, delete. And I was like, okay, so what happens if you press Control-Alt-Delete on a computer? It completely resets everything. It completely resets everything. And it's the same thing with us. And and I agree with you on that. You know, we have to um, keep our eyes focused on the Lord and follow his leading um, because he will take you places that you have never even imagined. And he will provide everything. You know, there's been so many times where, you know, we've questioned um, and not in questioning God, but just questioned, you know, our own circumstances. And, and we've asked God and, and I've shared before, people have knocked on the door with exactly what we asked God for. Um, but we've been submitted, like you said, we submit ourselves to the Lord as open vessels to be filled so that we can, he can be seen through us and not us be seen to the people. Um, and I believe that with uh, what has happened across the whole world, that it was a divine reset. And where fear tried to come in, um, God came in with love. And where isolation was a thought, it was actually preparation. Um, where we we don't know what's going to happen but we do know what has what is already written <laughs> so i love how um the description of of what you're what you're explaining is just just giving so much more clarity and it it brings so much peace um to to people not just with us here um but everyone that's listening on the radio right now um it's an international broadcast so right now you're sharing um, so so intimately with who, the listeners how intimate 
it is when you're really focused on who he is and what he can do through us as we submit to him and we follow his leading. And um, to me, it's just breathtaking. So does anybody have another question? I think Austin did. Yeah. Um, earlier you mentioned about uh, cleaning the house and making room for the Holy Spirit. Would you be willing to uh, pray over us for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was one of the things that I felt like the Lord wanted to do um, with so many people in this in this team. And you know what? Honestly, I I don't really do that very much for people only when the Holy Ghost prompts. But um, it, it's really interesting how the Holy Spirit highlighted that with so many people. And you know what? Honestly, if if we're not um, experiencing hearing His voice. Mm-hmm. When something is disconnected, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to dispel a myth for a lot of people right now is that um, there's a there's this thing, and I don't think it's a conscious thing, at least not in most people, to where we we have to constantly reconnect with God to hear His voice. Anyway, and you see this when when people get in there on Sunday. Why do they? Why do you think you do three songs? And then the you know the announcements and all this other stuff at the beginning of the service. What, what's the songs? What's the song service for? They say, oh well, so you can focus on the Lord. Well, you know what? That that brings the implication with it that somehow you disconnected with God and now you need to reconnect. But the reality of it is, is that you, you're not supposed to ever disconnect. You're supposed to stay in constant connection. Why? Because he never leaves you or forsakes you. He's consistently mm. there in your life. You Now, you may not hear him all the time because of different reasons and different issues that you might be dealing with. But the fact of the matter is, is that there should never be a season where you need to reconnect. There should always be a connection that's maintained in the life of every believer. Because what did Jesus say? My sheep know my voice, and the voice of a stranger they won't heed. They won't hear that other voice. Why? Because they stay connected to the voice of the shepherd. They know his voice. Knowing knowing the voice of a shepherd or knowing the voice of a parent, if you want to go the other route, literally comes from a place of familiarity. You learn how to hear and how to, how to understand and know somebody's voice by familiarity. So even if you never saw the person in the natural realm, just like we're on a phone call right now, I'm not seeing anybody's faces, but because I have had encounters with Jennifer, I know her, but I also know her by her voice. I can pick her voice out of, maybe the other hundred people on this phone call. Why? When I hear her voice, there's a picture imprinted in my mind of her. Why? Because I've seen her. Because there's a familiarity between her and I. Same thing with James Anthony Woods. I've never met him in person, but I've seen pictures of him. So every time I hear his voice, 
there's a picture in my mind of who he is. And there's a familiarity between, a rapport between he and I. So with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit, though you may not have necessarily a picture of either one of them, when you hear his voice, it's distinct. There's a familiarity that's built from times of intimacy with both of them. And I'll tell you right now, this is really interesting, and I don't want to dive into this because it'll open a whole other can of worms, but the voice of Jesus and the voice of the Holy Spirit sound different. Maybe not to others, but I can tell which one is speaking to me and when. Mm. You never hear that taught either. So, but I, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to impart um, a, a new depth of ability to hear and to see in this season. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's not just about Christianity as a whole. It's about understanding who you are in Christ and who he is in you. That will lead you into a place of understanding supernatural authority in your own life like you never had before. This, this place of intimacy is a major player right now in the earth. It's major. Because those who do not have it and have never had it are the ones who literally are were operating in the form of godliness, but there's no power. Yeah. Power comes power supernatural power, which is authority in most cases, also dunamis, but both, comes from a place of intimacy and familiarity. It doesn't come from a place of, of um, religion or disconnected. The only way you can operate in supernatural authority, which comes as, as authority from Christ, is to have a, a supernatural understanding and relationship with him that goes beyond the casual, hi, how are you on Sunday morning? So God wants to open up new avenues in each one of our lives to where we can not only hear his voice, move in obedience to what he is saying, but we can also begin to tap into the supernatural power, the authority that dunamis power and that, and that supernatural authority that he has given us as an inheritance. The sons and the daughters have that. And they learn how to move in it as they grow. So I'm believing that tonight, this afternoon, or this evening, whatever part of the world you're in, that God is going to be in a move through your lives in that same fashion. And he's going to open up understanding of your supernatural inheritance in Christ that many have never even tapped into. And I'm seeing a lot of people tapping into this right now, a lot. And I'm not talking a couple hundred people. I'm talking thousands of people. I've talked to, I don't know how many thousands of people over messenger in the last two years, but there's been a lot. And most of them now over the course of about a year and a half or two years, are beginning to move 
in supernatural authority and power in ways they never have before. And some of them have been saved for 30, 40, 50 years. They've been in the church for decades. And they've told me, and I've talked to them, and they've said, you know, I've never, I've never heard this before, and I've never operated in this before. Why doesn't the church teach this? And I said, well, a lot of churches don't teach what they don't know. They can't teach what they don't have and what they don't know. So the Holy Spirit is highlighting in this season revelatory understanding that's going to bring us as a collective body into supernatural inheritance, moving in the kingdom dynamic the way we never have in the past, and a depth of intimacy with Christ that we've never had before. That's this season. We're sitting in it. Because I can guarantee you there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. So Jesus wants intimacy with every single one of us. And this season is prime opportunity for it. And I like what Jennifer said. You know, we look at, you know, COVID, the isolation. It, it really is, it is isolation in the natural realm. But it also is, what was it you said earlier, Jennifer? It was a season of preparation. So a lot of us have been, you know, where people outside of Christ may have um, been, you know, subjected to the spirit of fear. Those that are in Christ Jesus, we have used this time to prepare, not prepare like run out and hoard things in our house, but really just develop our intimacy with the Father, really getting into the word. And um, and not really focusing on what everything that the world has, has to say, um, but just going deeper with the Lord. Yeah, it's a depth of understanding and application. Because it, and, and one of the things I teach a lot, um, especially in this season, because the Holy Ghost has highlighted it so much, is the revelatory is only good if you can apply it. If you can't, if if what God gives you and he shows you and he tells you through revelatory understanding cannot be applied to your life, then all it is is just good. It's just interesting information. But if you can take what God tells you and speaks to you and you can apply that to your life, then it becomes an incredible valued commodity. Because what it does is it causes you to grow in places and in areas that will blow your mind. That's why Paul said, that's why Paul said, I I always pray to the God and Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he may grant you a spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation into the deep intimate knowledge of him. Notice he didn't just say a spirit of revelation. He said a spirit of wisdom and revelation because wisdom takes the revelation and applies it to your life. That's such a confirmation um, over what I've been sharing and with James and with um, Lisi and the prayer line, even how, you know, during this season, the Lord has been saying revelation, confirmation, and then affirmation, and then now we have our own free will to apply it or deny it. So while we're waiting and we receive our revelation, 
we wait on um, confirmation to come. Typically for me, my revelation being a seer comes from something that I see or something that I hear, you know, I see and hear. So, um, and then I write that down and then I receive my confirmation through the word as I'm reading the word um, and then God lines it up. And then I wait until I hear it the third time. And then that's like an affirmation. I, I tell people all the time that's like the seal of approval or the broma or the meat of the message, meaning that that's matured. So the revelation has now matured. And then through that process, it's developing the fruit of the spirit within us. Because one of the things I learned a long time ago um, was to not pray for patience because it was always the first thing tested, it seemed. And then once you receive that third affirmation or that seal, um, then it was time to make the decision, okay, is this something that I'm going to apply or is this something that's to be laid down for another season? And sometimes even waiting even longer than that. Um, so just make sure that I was hearing very clearly from the Lord uh, for that particular direction that he was giving. Um, so I wonder, should I, um, how, how many people on here have never had the baptism of the Holy Spirit? That's what I'm curious. I don't know if, if I don't even know how many people are on this call right now, but um, if you're on here and you have never experienced hearing the Holy Spirit lead you or guide you, or maybe you want an increase in that, um, because I can guarantee you that, that there will be an increase. There is multiple infillings of the Holy Spirit. I don't think people realize that. It's not a one-shot deal where, boom, you get it all and that's it. Because if that was the case, then that wouldn't have happened to the disciples in Acts, where it says they were all refilled with the Holy Spirit after they got persecuted. They went and they made this elaborate prayer of the Lord, and it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and great power and great grace came upon them all. So there, there is another level that God wants to take several of us to in this season. And you know what? If, if something happens to you, that's great. Know that it didn't have anything to do with me. This is just what the Holy Spirit's showing me right now is that, that he wants to impart some of those that dynamic to some people on here. So if you're on here and you're listening to this, and whether it's whether you're live right now, you're listening to it live, or whether you're listening to it later, it really doesn't matter because the Spirit of God is always active and He's always at work, whatever time frame you happen to be in. So, um, but if you're on here and you you need a, a, a refilling or maybe a, you know, uh, maybe you've never had that experience before, but the Holy Spirit is here for that very reason. So there is a friend that's six closer than a brother, and I can guarantee you that it is the one who Jesus sent. So, because Holy Ghost wants to stick closer to you than than a brother or a sister or a family member or anybody else, and He is the one who's going to lead you and guide you into all the truth. So, if you're on here tonight, this morning, tomorrow, whatever whatever time frame you happen to be in, whatever part of the world you're in, um. If that's you, um, I don't know how you want to do this, Jennifer. I've never done this on a phone call before. But um, if, if you want um, prayer for that, um, 
maybe maybe everybody could just say, yeah, that's that's something I want or whatever. Um, probably most of them are on mute right now. I don't know how many people are on here, but. Yeah, the only ones that are unmuted are the people that interview and you. So they will be unmuted once um, we open up the line here in just a few minutes for prayer. Okay. I can tell you I want it. This is Lisa, and I'm not ashamed to say I want a refill of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Yeah. Pour it on. Okay. James is James is second. We will all, we all can use more of the Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> I want it more too. Thank you. <laughs> we want all you got. Well, should I just should we just go there now, Jennifer? Or do you have any more questions yeah. you want to ask or? No, actually, I think that this has been a wonderful time, um, and we we would love for you to um, to pray for more of the Holy Spirit. And um, when people listen to the broadcast, you know they'll know if they want it, and they can receive it under the sound of your voice when they go back and they they listen to the broadcast. So there are people on now, um, but you can just go ahead and pray. Okay. Well, okay. Father, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit that you sent to every single one of the people who would believe in your son. So, Father, I just thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the sacrifice. I thank you for everything that he has provided for us because of the cross and because of the sacrifice that he made. So, Father, we just decree and declare right now for all those who are on here who want a touch or an infilling or an impartation from the Holy Spirit. And Father, I just I just we just release the Holy Spirit right now on the broadcast, Lord, that you would begin to touch those who are yours on here and that you would begin to refill or infill or even just touch those who are listening mm-hmm. to the sound of my voice right now. Lord, that you'd begin to fill them up to overflowing with your presence, your power, your anointing. But more than that, they they would begin to hear your voice with greater clarity than they ever have before. Because it's all about Jesus. It's not about the speakers. It's not about the the leaders. It's not about the the agendas of men. It's about the Holy Spirit and about Jesus. So, Father, I just thank you for what Jesus is beginning to do in the hearts and the minds of every single one of of his followers, of his people, of those who are parts of his body. Even right now, Lord, you're beginning to fill, wow, fill, 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 and, and fill up every single one of those who are listening to this broadcast right now, whether it's live or in the rebroadcast, Lord, that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon each one as they surrender and just say, Lord Jesus, I just want the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit right now. So, Father, I just thank you for those who are praying and asking for that right now, that the Holy Spirit would come and just begin to pour into every life, every person, every heart, even in the midst of the hardest of circumstances. Because several of of you on here, you're going through some really rough stuff right now. But the Holy Spirit is is coming in, and with it comes comes the breath of God. With him comes the breath of the Holy Spirit. 
of God right now upon your life, upon your circumstances, upon the everything that you're facing and everything you're confronted with, that the peace of God that passes all understanding is going to mount guard over your heart and your mind even right now. So, Father, I just thank you for the ruach of God coming and breathing upon your people right now. That breath, that breath. Well, just as the, every scripture is God breathed, Father, I just pray that you would begin to blow with your winds and your spirit right now and breathe life into every single heart and every single body on this broadcast. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for that, that they're going to hear with clarity. You're releasing clarity. Lord, just as Paul prayed, Lord, that, that, Father, you would send a spirit of wisdom and revelation into the deep, intimate knowledge of you over every single person on this broadcast. So, Father, I just thank you for the wisdom and the revelation that's being released and that's coming in the supernatural inheritance you're beginning to pour into every single life. So, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing even right now, in the hearts and the minds of men and women who are called by your name right now. Thank you, Father. Thank, thank you, you, Father. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for your fire, Lord. This oh, so many things. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody who's listening to this has been um, been experiencing a lot of oppression. Uh, the enemy has literally just been tormenting certain certain people um, in certain areas of your life. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is going to begin to vanquish all of those things out. Strongholds are going to be broken. As you invite the Holy Spirit in, and He begins to convict you of righteousness. There's, there's a, the, there is a, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Every single one of you listening to this broadcast, if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, Father, I thank you for making them aware and convicted of righteousness. Not sin, unrighteousness. So, Lord, that we can become what you've destined for each and every one of us to become. Lord, that we can begin to move into the areas of our inheritance in you that we've never tapped or touched before. So I just thank you for what you're doing in those areas right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what I want to tell you guys, everybody listening to this too. If you did not feel anything, I want to tell you, it's not about what you feel. Yeah. If you felt something, that's awesome too. I'm not discounting that at all. But if you did not feel anything, that really doesn't make any difference. Because what the Holy Spirit is doing on the inside of your life is transformational, not emotional. Mm. God wants to transform the depths 
of your life. And you know what? I, a lot of the things that he's done in my life over the years, I never sensed when he was doing them. And yet, long further down the road, the road, he began to show me the changes. And I went, what? When did you do that? And he said, oh, I did that while you were, you know, doing this or that or the other thing. And I went, but I didn't feel nothing. And he said, it's not about what you feel. So God is doing some incredible things on the inside of your life, whether you realize it or not. Mm. So by faith, we receive. By faith, we receive. So if, if you're if you're listening to my voice right now and you didn't feel anything, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. There's absolutely... Don't get into condemnation because fire didn't fall on you or you didn't fall out in the spirit or you didn't, whatever. Just believe that the Lord is going to, he says, believe you receive and you shall have. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you so much, Daniel. So Montel's going to come on and there's a song that she's going to play for us. And then we'll segue into the Q&A at the end of the session. Um, So, Montel, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I have the song ready to go. Okay.
Lord, that everything that he has tried and attempted to do will be like seed that falls to the ground and does nothing. So, Father, I just thank you that it, and I feel like there's a divine reversal that's going to come to this household. I don't know what's been going on. I, I sense um, I just rebuke the spirit of strife and division. I rebuke all of the demonic strongholds that have been trying to come against this household. Uh, Lord, I just pray right now that you would begin to shift the circumstances and the hearts and the minds of all those involved, Lord, that there would be there would be a glory, a power, and a peace from you that would begin to manifest in the lives of the members of this household. So, Father, I thank you for reversing the curses that have been levied out there by words that have been spoken that shouldn't have been spoken or things that have been declared and said that shouldn't have been declared and said. Lord, that you're going to begin to manifest your power and your presence over the lives of those involved. And, Lord, that all of the enemy's tactics, plans, agendas, and purposes are going to fall to the ground flat. So, Lord, I just thank you that all the traps, the snares, and everything that he's been trying to do is, are going to be set off, and he's going to fall into his own traps. So, Lord, I just pray right now that you would begin to manifest your peace over my sister right now over her situation, her household, and everything that she has, Lord, that the peace of God would come over her, over her house, and over her circumstances in ways that she never even thought possible. So, Lord, I thank you that he who began the good work in her and in her household is going to complete it. And, Lord, that all of your promises are yes and amen unto her, and that she's going to begin to see a supernatural transformation begin to take place. Even though there's been lots and lots of prayer and lots and lots of tears and lots and lots of, 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 of heartache and sorrow over the situation, Lord, that you're going to begin to shift those circumstances. And, Lord, she's going to begin to experience breakthrough not only in her own life, but, Lord, in the lives of every person and every member of her household. So, Father, I just thank you for removing the dynamics of the enemy and placing in the peace of God. And, and the authority of Jesus over every circumstance and situation she's dealing with. So, Father, I thank you for what you're doing, what you're going to do, and what is happening in the hearts and the minds of all those involved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise be to you, God. And for the record, I didn't even kiss your names, too. It's Paula. Paula? Praise the Lord. Now, does all that make sense? Yes, it does. (laughs) I have a son who's um, really heavy into alcohol and drugs right now. A son whose wife and him are... Pardon? I wasn't sure how much you wanted of, of that revealed, so that's why I didn't. I, I, I'm yeah. very careful about what I, what I expose. Yeah. I'll say it that way. Yeah. And a son who's, him and his wife are divorced, but they're living together, and there's just a lot of turmoil with mm-hmm. between her and their daughters right now. Mm-hmm. And the oldest daughter, the 16-year-old right now, has lost a lot of weight, and she's drawing a lot of strange pictures and stuff right now, and just yeah. Yeah, she she's being um, 
her mind and her heart are are really in conflict right now with everything going on in her personal life and and also what's going on in the household there and the enemy is trying to um bring in all kinds of dynamics against her and against the house so you know what I mean, right now i just i'm just going to rebuke some stuff so don't okay. read it no, that's fine. so i just i just rebuke um hope deferred which is making her heart sick and lord i, I rebuke the spirit of suicide and anything yeah. that would try to cause her to take herself out of this out of this situation and out of the race so, Father, I thank you for, for the anointing I see on this child's life. Even though she's, she is beginning to experience um, life and it's, and it's very, very uh, disillusioning, the things that are going on around her, and she's feeling very hopeless, Lord, I pray you would restore hope to her. And, Lord, that you would just begin to, to send laborers across her path and that she would begin to see the life of God. And that there would be a transformation that would happen in her heart and in her mind. And, Lord, that you will begin to safeguard her life. So, Father, I thank you for touching her life and beginning to and sending your angels around about this young woman. Lord, that she would no longer be a subject for the possibility of, of um, suicide. But, Lord, that that all, all will be erased and come to nothing. So, Father, I just thank you for touching her. What is her name? Alyssa. Alyssa? Lord, touch touch Alyssa right now and cause her to see in here. Lord, I pray you would intervene in her dreams, that all the dark dreams and the dark imagery and all the demonic stuff that's hitting her at night will be removed. And, Lord, that you would just begin to come to her in the night watch. So, Lord, that there would be a transformation that would take place in her life. Um, I, I believe she has a prophetic anointing on her life. I believe she's probably a seer. I believe she probably um, sees things in the spirit and that there's a dynamic that's on her life that she is, um, and that the enemy's after. And, and this is one of the reasons why she's having all of these weird things happen to her. She's seeing stuff, hearing stuff, and it's very dark. Um, there's a lot of demonic interference going on. Then the enemy is using her family and her home life situation to try to manipulate her in many ways. So um, what I want to tell you right now is is um, to begin to pray and intercede over her. But here's how here's how you should do it. You should say, you know what, Lord, I just I just pray around her a hedge of protection around her mind, her heart, and her life that the enemy will not be able to get in there anymore and cause all this this dynamic to take place. So because you are her grandmother, you yeah. carry an enormous amount of weight in the spirit over her life. There, there's no escaping the prayers of a praying grandma. There just isn't. There's, there's, you have inroads into her life without even realizing it. So um, begin to decree and declare God's favor, God's peace, God's power over her life. And I think what you're going to see is going to really surprise you. Because even without even talking to her in the natural realm, bloodlines are a huge player in the lives of believers. 
So you have an incredible ability to really have all of your sons and your daughter-in-laws or your daughter-in-law. Um, God's, God gives you ability to speak into those things in the spirit realm in ways that really is, is powerful. So don't lose hope. Um, no. begin, begin to do war against the things that you're seeing. The reason you're seeing all this stuff surface and you're seeing it, specifically God, mm-hmm. I believe, is going to show you the things that are hidden. And I think you're mm-hmm. going to begin to see even more of those things as you begin to really okay. intercede more for these family members. So God's going to show you the root system of what's going on in this thing. And when you begin to chop off the roots of what is, what's going on in the spirit realm, you're going to start seeing things shift. Okay. So don't don't lose hope. Don't don't lose don't lose your tenacity in the, in the Lord because I can guarantee you you got a lot more authority than you know. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Amen, amen, amen. I have a special caller on the line, Jennifer. Jennifer, you're familiar with her. Um, my sister that's getting ready, I'm getting ready to put on the line, is very special to me. Right now, both of our hearts are breaking. Um, Jennifer understands a lot of what's going on. Um, we really need to intercede for this family. It's a really bad situation, and um, my heart's breaking because I love my spiritual mother so much that I I got her daughter on here. And Chrissy, can you hear me, hon? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, would you, as you, that's Jennifer. She's amazing, sis. Um, I know I can share some because Chrissy's having a really hard time. Her mom has been delivered from drugs and alcohol for over 43, 43 years. 43 years. And she she went through some health issues and she lost someone she loved very much. She passed away and then she met a a, a guy that kind of brought her down. And there's a lot of things going on that's come back into her life. Um, she recently tried to take her life, and we do believe that's something that's going on tonight. Um, Chrissy's mom is at the hospital, and uh, they don't want to give Chrissy a lot of information. Her mom is mad at her because Chrissy had to make some hard choices for her mother. But I just I I really want you to pray for Chrissy, and Chrissy, you can share your heart as well, because I know you're carrying a burden, and I'm carrying a burden with you, so I'm going to go on and let you share a little more, because you little know more in depth, but um, I just, I know that there needs to be breakthrough here. Last night, my mom had got so drunk that she broke everything in our kitchen and living room. And then she sat down in the middle of class and was cutting herself and I had to call the call. The ambulance came and they seen everything that was going on. And they even made us leave because they didn't want us to see her cutting herself. And when they took her to the hospital, they released her. And she told me, sent me a message today while I was asleep. And told me she was leaving and she was going to kill herself. 
And all I know is she ended up in the hospital, and they won't give me any information. And I just called, and they said they didn't know where she was at, that if she was in the hospital, they didn't know um, that if she was released, she took off walking because they wouldn't bring her home. So I don't know where my mom's at. I found out that I were being evicted because she didn't pay the bills because she bought alcohol with the money. And I don't know what to help, to how to help my mom. And I want you all to pray that God will give her spiritual breakthrough and shake her up because my mom is not like this. I have never seen a bad thing out of my mom. And she's cussing and doing things that I've always known of her being a preacher. And now she acts like Satan. And I don't know what to do. What what is your mom's name? Barb. Barb? Yes. Father, I just, um, wow. You know what? Um, I just speak to that spirit that is trying to take her completely out of the race. Come on. Um, and, and you know what? I, I also rebuke all the demonic inroads that came from this man. I don't know who this man in the world is, who he is. Um, but I, I just rebuke the enemy's ability to come in, to sneak in. And to cause all of this chaos and havoc to, to, to happen and to take place. So I, I just quote all the curses that have been spoken and declared over Barb right now um, by this man and by other other outside sources. So Father, in the hopelessness and just the, the bitterness and the and the resentment and the addiction that is that has plagued this woman of God. We just come against that. And I, Lord, I just rebuke the suicide right now. You come off and out of Barb's life. And all of that, all, all of the alcohol addiction and then the addictions that have been coming in and trying to settle upon her life again, Lord, I just, I just command those things just to be removed, to be removed right now from her life. And, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would begin to move on Barb's life right now where she's at and remind her who she is. Remind her of who she is in you. And I just speak to every demon harassing her or trying to come against her or trying to manifest on her life. Then I command you to lift, you leave, and you deceive and desist right now. And that the angels of God, the angel of the Lord will begin to encamp round about Barb, right where she is, with whatever she's doing and wherever she's involved. And Lord, that if she is, if she's in a place where she's beginning to, to drink again more and more, Lord, that all that alcohol addiction is just going to be broken off. Lord, that she's not going to be able to drink anymore. That there's the spirit of alcohol addiction and the spirit of addiction will be busted off of her life. And, Lord, that you will begin to do a supernatural miracle in Barb's life. Lord, that everything the enemy has meant for evil, that there's going to be a transformation that's going to take place. And, Lord, that you're going to begin to give Christy hope 
in this season, hope in this situation. And Lord, that all of the hopelessness that's trying to come against her and the household would begin to be undone by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I just thank you. You're just beginning to move on the behalf and the behest of this house. And, Lord, that all of the hopelessness and the anger and the bitterness that's in Barb right now because of what's happened to that very close friend of hers is being dealt with and broken. So that none of this hopelessness, none of this hope deferred, none of this suicide and isolation can begin to even compare to what the power of God's going to be upon her life. So, Father, I just thank you for touching Barb and touching Christy right now and the whole situation surrounding this household and this family. Lord, that you would begin to move on their behalf, even right now on this broadcast, that you'd begin to move on their behalf right now. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, I don't know how many people are on this broadcast right now, but um, if there's a way that you guys in my listening can donate into her situation financially for the bills and the issues they're dealing with, you know what? When one member suffers, we all suffer. When one member suffers, we all suffer. If, if anybody on here was planning to donate money to me at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to tell you to send it to her. Send it to Christy. Sew it into her and her family and her house right now. Because I don't, you know what? I would rather see it go to the situation and the need that is of a necessity right now in this hour. So if you were planning on sewing a seed tonight, sew it to Christy in her house. That's just off the cuff, by the way. But all of everything that the enemy has meant for evil, Father, I pray you would begin to shift it. And that all the hopelessness, the fear, the anxiety, the, the, the it's just the whole situation, Lord, you'd begin to shift that. And Lord, that you'd begin to move on this 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 parent, this this Barbara, even right now, that she would begin to sense the presence, the power, and the peace of God in ways she hasn't sensed in years. So Lord, bring it all full circle. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Christy, before you get off the phone, uh-huh. I just I want to um, share just a couple things as Daniel was praying what I was seeing, okay? So okay. one of the things that I saw was your mom having pain in her chest. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, so she has pains in her chest that come up quite often. And I saw some, like, misfires in her brain. So yeah. once she in the hospital and, you know, other things are being taken care of because I, I know that things are being taken care of because I can not just, I, I can feel it, okay? So that, that yeah. the chest pains that she was having, the Lord is, uh-huh. is fixing that. He's feeling that right now, okay? Um, uh-huh. And I specifically see, I don't see it in her left side. I actually see it, like, in her right side. Like, there's this yeah. pain, like, that goes, like, around in this muscle in her chest and she was like always grabbing her chest like oh my chest hurts you know so I can see those muscles like the Lord yeah the Lord is just going in and he's just regenerating those pains in her chest now the misfires in her brain I I see him going in into the brain now this is not this is like in the 
close to the cerebellum of the brain, okay? So the cerebellum is in the very back base of the brain. But this is like some misfire. So your cerebellum is, is the, um, it's almost like a, a, a dementia type stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe like when she walking around her yeah, yeah, okay, so let, uh, let, me, let me tell you what the Lord is showing me, okay? So uh-huh. above the cerebellum in her brain, there's some misfires that are going on. So it's like, the sh- like she was walking around the house. She was complaining about her chest. She was shuffling her feet. You were noticing like little different clicks that just weren't normal, right? You were just yes. like, what is going uh-huh. on? But the yep. Lord is taking care of it. He is taking care of it. He is going to heal her. And I I don't ever step out to this point. Like, I don't do this all the time. (laughs) And um, I have recently had several testimonies come through where people have been healed. But I I don't always like to call it out like this. But I'm going to tell you, as soon as you came on the line, I could feel Uh pain in my chest. Yeah. And then my head started hurting in the back. So yes. for me, that's how I receive words of knowledge. So that chest pain that she has where she clenches her chest, uh-huh. the Lord is yes. healing that. And I also see there's like this, it's like this oil that's being poured over that part in the back of her brain uh-huh. where those misfires were occurring. Um, yeah. I don't hear Alzheimer's and all, I think it's Alzheimer's, right? I don't hear that in the spirit, but I do hear dementia. So dementia, yeah. um, we just speak to dementia, and we tell it to come out now in the name of Jesus, and we send you back yes. to the abyss. And I am going to call it on the fire of God to burn it up so that it never wanders to enter into another, and it never enters back into your mother. But I yes. do see that there is a doctor there. Who, he's a okay. believer. So he's a believer. Yes. And I do see the Holy Spirit taking his hands. Like his hands are the Holy, like the Holy Spirit is in his hands. So she is yes. in good hands. She's in good hands yes. and she's where she needs to be. So I just want to encourage you to just take a deep breath and know that as you take a deep breath, that you're breathing oh, in his breath. He is breathing like he's standing in front of you and he's breathing into you so that you will yes. just have peace. Okay, so just take a deep breath for me. Take a deep breath. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe in through your nose and just hold it and just exhale. Okay, so just breathe in, hold it, and just exhale. And just as you're doing that, just feel his peace washing over you because his peace is washing over you right now so that you can be sure and know that God is going to take care of your mother. Okay? Yeah. She, he's he's taking care of her right now. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Jesus. And, and, and yeah, and you know, there's a lot of th- times where we, you know, when we see our loved ones that are right in front of us and the things are happening, and it's like, oh my gosh, why is all of this stuff reversing? So just like Daniel said, you know, we're reversing the curse. We're sending it back to the pits of hell where it came from, because that's where it came from. Amen. This is, this is not from, this is not, it's a demonic attack on your mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I see like that, that oil over the back, it's like above her cerebellum. Matter of fact, I can even see that like, it's like you were to have your hand on the back of her head and then uh-huh. it would be 
probably about two inches up, and it's right there, and that's being healed now. God is doing, like, anointing in that area. Yeah. So I'll look more into it, and I'll keep in contact with Montel, but I'm believing for for, um, for restoration over her, for full restoration. Okay? Amen. Me too. I love you, sis. I love you, Montel. Uh, Jennifer. Yes, sir. Um, I am probably going to have to get off of here. I've got another meeting i got to walk into. Um, I'm actually at the house right now, and okay. they are getting ready to start the meeting. So. Oh, my I'm goodness. I'm, so. I'm so sorry. Well, it was an honor and a blessing, and we'd love to have you on the radio Amen. again when you have the opportunity. So let me just yeah, pray for you real quick. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you real quick. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time with our brother in Christ, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the impartation that he left us with of your spirit, for more of your spirit, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the wisdom and the knowledge that has come forth on this line today. Father, we we are so grateful that his voice has gone out internationally to all nations, Lord, and that that impartation right. has reached in places that we never thought before it would ever, it would ever reach. So, Lord, we just thank you, and we bless you, Daniel, and we bless, and we ask for God to expand your tent pegs, and we, we just want you to know that it's just such an honor and a blessing to have you on with us this evening. God bless you. And you guys, too. Um, also, if, if you guys, uh, anybody who's listening still has questions for me, tell them to go ahead and send me an instant message. Um, and I will, through Messenger, and I will, I'll answer any questions I can, so. Uh, may oh, take awesome. a bit to go to them, but go ahead and tell them to message me in Messenger, and um, and um, if you yeah. want to tell them how they can get a hold of me, that would be fine too. Or they can send it to my through my public page. Um, I, okay. I keep on top of that regularly. So if if they have questions, because I want to make sure everybody's questions get answered, um, sure. that, that's what I do. So. Um, yeah. So if you guys have questions and you're listening right now and you want to ask questions, feel free to send me a message and I will get back to you as soon as possible. So. Well, thank you anyway. so much. It's been an honor. Yes, sir. Yeah. God bless you guys. You. Have a wonderful evening, morning, or afternoon, depending on where you're at in the world. So. And, mm. uh, I'll stay in touch. So. Yeah. Bless you, everyone of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. It's been an honor. So, Jennifer, Jennifer, you still do have another caller on that's been waiting patiently for prayer. Can I go okay. on and you? Okay. Yeah, um, caller uh, prefix seven two four last four nine zero six one. I'm opening your mic. Thank you for your patience and staying on the line with us. Welcome on. God bless you. Did you say the last word? Nine zero six one. That might be me. Yes. Okay. Um. Hello. I was just. Can you hear me? Yes. I was just going to ask for um her as what. Is this the animal? Yes. Okay. So. Um, Lisa, do you want to pray for her and then I'll just listen for the Holy Spirit? Okay. All right. What is her name? Deanna. Deanna? 
Yes. Yeah. And you just want pray, general prayer, anything specific? Um, I don't. I don't know. Like, we'll go general. Okay. I'll just. Um. I'm just gonna pray. But what's up? What's led in? Um. So, Father God, we just come to you right now on behalf of Deanna in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And we just ask you to touch her, Father God. I just, I'm feeling in my spirit that there is some confusion um, around her right now in Jesus' name. So I just speak to that confusion and decree and declare that clarity will come upon her in the name of the Lord. Um, I feel like there's a maybe a heaviness on you or a fog on you. Maybe you've been feeling foggy or heavy. That's just what I'm sensing in the spirit. So I just speak to that heaviness and declare that as you release that heaviness, that God will give you a spirit of um, a garment of praise in Jesus' name. So Lord, we just thank you for this woman of God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that she reaches out to you, Father God. Lord, we know that there is, um, uh, I can't exactly gather what it is that I'm sensing. But, Lord, I just speak right now, Jesus' name, that there will be anything coming against her in the spirit realm in the name of the Lord, that we, we reverse every curse back into the enemy's camp in Jesus' name. And, Father God, we decree and declare there's going to be a healing anointing applied to her life and those around her, Father God, in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we bind up every attack of the enemy right now. We bind it up in Jesus' name. Every fiery dart and every lie that's been spoken into her ear, we break the back of those lies and those negative words right now in Jesus' name and declare that your truth will begin to enter into her ears right now in the name of the Lord. Father God, I pray a reset and a renewal in her mind in Jesus' name that she will begin to have renewed thoughts in Jesus' name. I'm hearing that God is going to renew your thoughts. He's going to renew your mind, that you're going to begin to be able to hear from him more clearly in Jesus' name, that he has He has something he wants to tell you, that he wants to tell you. So there's, there's something that you've been asking for. There's something that you've been praying for. There's something that you've been seeking an answer for. And God says he's going to, he's going to provide that answer for you. Uh, he's not giving it to me, but he says you know what the answer is, that you know what you need to do that you're a child of God, that you've asked him and you've been seeking him, but that you know the answer lies inside of you. So Lord, I just declare that as, as you have released this word, that she will begin to know exactly what that is, that every voice that is not yours will begin to cease and that your voice will be the loudest, Father God, that you'll give her confirmation through dreams and visions in the name of the Lord to know exactly what the word is that you planted in her heart for her to do in this situation. So I just pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I hear that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That you, like, yeah, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it's like, you know, even though there are things that are around you that have grieved your spirit, that you just come through and that no matter where you go, you always bring joy into the place. Like you are, I can just hear you laughing and you just, your faith is on a level of like childlike faith. And the Lord just is so pleased with what you're doing and how you stay focused on him. And that's what I hear. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Austin, were you hearing something for her? Let me turn my mic on. Um, yeah, I saw in a vision um, 
like you were swimming in a swimming pool, but something was trying to pull you under. Something was trying to kill, trying to uh, suffocate you. I don't know what that is, though. But know that the Lord is your protector. He is your guide. Uh, you have Holy Spirit in you, which means he's going to teach you all things which you need to know. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. I hear in the spirit that what he's seeing you swimming in were um, your tears from grief from a recent loss. Um, yes. But the Lord has gathered all of your tears, and he just wants you to continue focusing on him and, mm-hmm. and just keep bringing joy into every place that you go. Jennifer, in the spirit, as you're talking and you're all praying, I feel like what Austin was seeing, I feel like something that she's been through has brought doubt. Um, she had yeah. faith. I went through that with my mother, but I feel like something has brought doubt and brought discouragement, and it's weighing her down and keeping her from going forth in what God has called. That's what I truly felt when Austin was speaking out what God showed him, and God's got great plans for her. And I see prophetic gifts upon her life as well. So um, mm-hmm. whenever the spirit speaks to me, I'm obedient. And that's what that's what I truly feel in my spirit. I went through that with my mother. So I can relate. When I lost my mom to cancer, I prayed and I prayed. And I believed in faith. And I lined it up with the word. But mm-hmm. I had to come to an understanding. It was my mom's time to go. And I still had to learn to. I had to learn to continue to trust God, and God brought me through my pain and my grief, and now I see my mom as in my future. My mom is in my future, and she's with the Lord, and she's doing well, and I've had to go through I've had to go through some things to get to the point I am. I've cried many tears. I've had doubt. I had anger. I, I, I had confusion because my mom was such an amazing woman of God. But then I realized the fall of man all the way back to the garden, sin is what brings that disease. And it's the enemy that brings these things against us. God will let us go through things, but so many times he gets a blame for things. But um, God's a good, good father, and I still have trust in him. My mom is my best friend, but I just keep looking to the future that I'm going to be with her in heaven. First, with I get to see Jesus face to face, but my mom is up there. Her spirit lives, and her body's just resting right now. Amen. I just concur with um, everything that I have heard. And, um, Deanna, I just hear the Lord saying that um, he's renewing your strength, that your continued hope in the Lord is going to be the strategy. He's in, and the Lord says you're an eagle, and that you're going to soar, but, but you're going to be a wise eagle. Even eagles go through things, you know. And so the Lord says, even though you're an eagle, I'm going to teach you at times how to walk and how to run in difficult situations. Because a lot of times you have to take off, you know. And we talk about soaring. You know, but there still has to be room to take off. And sometimes what the enemy does is he knows that you're an eagle, and so the enemy tries to eliminate the 
space that you have to kind of launch out, you know, and I just sense like loss or like the threat of loss going on and a lot of people depending on you and it overwhelming you in a certain sense. But the Lord says you're my wonderful, precious eagle. And the Lord says that um, I'm going to give you space to walk so that you can run so that you can soar. Wow. And so that you can take off because God says there is a major call on your life. And God says thank you for even uh, reaching out, you know, because God is bringing you out of this type of cave this season. This has been one of the toughest uh, three weeks of your life, the Lord says. But the Lord says uh, you're going to make it through this. And God says, I'm here for you. Thus said the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God. Oh man, spot on. Um, affirming or confirming. Um, yeah, he said I was an eagle and has told me um, to soar higher, and wow. that each set of birds they uh, they flock at different levels, and that there's no eagles in the chicken coop. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the 